podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. It's Sunday evening, game week 12, and in this episode we're just going to be reviewing the weekend Sun Dream Team action. After that, I'm just going to give you a quick update on how my best team's getting on. If you're watching on YouTube and you've been enjoying the Sun Dream Team content I've been doing so far, please do like and subscribe. And if you're listening on Spotify, do please give us a follow on there as well. So we'll start with the early kickoff, which was Leicester versus Manchester City. And Kevin De Bruyne got the star man in this game, um, 13 points. He scored a really good free kick that went in off the crossbar. And I don't think any keeper would have saved that. Um, the free kick was won by Jack Grealish. So uh, his ability to win a free kick really paid off for Man City in this game. But the main talking point actually, I think, was before the game, where um, Haaland didn't make the squad at all. And after the game, um, Pep Guardiola said he won't play against Sevilla because we've already qualified and hopefully against Fulham he can help us. If not, he might play against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. So it's looking like um, Haaland's going to miss at least a couple of games with this injury, but um, hopefully he can come back fairly soon. Um, If some people did have transfers left, they, they did have an opportunity to take him out, but I didn't. And personally, I'm not sure if I would have taken him out because... He just he just punishes you and you're going to have to bring him back in. There's no doubt about that. So it's the end of the month, so you will have the transfers available to do it. But personally, unless you're really going for it, I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have done it myself. But um, Foden was benched as well, which was quite disappointing. Um, I haven't got him in my main team, but I do know he's quite a popular one. And he's played most of the Premier League games so far, so that was quite a surprise. I think he played about 80 minutes midweek. But I really did think that he'd start that one. But actually, they went with Alvarez up front, replacing Haaland. They went with Bernardo Silva and Jack Grealish in this game. Um, Foden did come on right at the end, but it wasn't enough time to influence the game, and he got no points. Um, the only other bit from the sort of team news, um, Diaz was benched, and they started with a back line of Stones, Laporte, Akanji, and Cancelo. Um, but Diaz did come off the bench in the end, so that was uh, quite good for people that have got Diaz. But no um, no Ake and no uh, Gomez, who I've been stuck with for most of this month. Um, one thing to note from the defensive side of things for City, though, was Edison was the only one to get the um, 7 rating. And he actually almost won star man in the end. Uh, De Bruyne finished with 8 and Edison finished with a 7.9. So it really was quite close. But yeah, no uh, no seven ratings for any of the City defenders, which was quite surprising, especially Cancelo, because he always ends up with a seven rating. We've got no points for any of the Leicester players, um, but I did think they actually put in a really good performance. It was quite, um, well, no, it was really defensive from their part. They they pretty much spent the whole first half in in their own half, and it looked like watching sort of like an attack versus defence drill, sort of like a training drill. You even had Jamie Vardy sitting really deep, Normally I'd expect him to be on the halfway line and they'd look to counter over the top, but they really weren't getting much in the way of chances at all. They had a few breaks and I think Harvey Barnes had a couple couple chances, but nothing much came of it and I think City would just absolutely dominate in possession. So, but um, they did seem to have quite a good game plan though, so they kept, they kept it really tight for the whole first half um, and then it was only a set piece that sort of gave... Um, Man City the lead with the De Bruyne with the De Bruyne free kick, but other than that, I think they were doing quite a good job of uh, keeping it tight. 
And then I think it was about the 70th minute, they made a couple changes and brought on um, Daka and Iniacho, and they really did go for it. And that was when um, Edison almost, um, well, pretty much kept Man City in it, really. Um, I think it was um, Tiedemans had a really good volley that Edison tipped onto the bar, and then they had a couple chances right at the end, Leicester. So, yeah, it was uh, quite a tight game, even though City did dominate it. Um, Leicester quite easily could have got a goal right at the end, but... Pretty convincing win for Man City in the end, but yeah, I think they would have liked to have more goals in this game, and quite frankly, they probably did miss Haaland. Um, Alvarez couldn't really influence the game, I didn't think, and then City were sort of um, shut out and kept to just putting in crosses in the box, which I think Haaland would have benefited from, but yeah, they got the win in the end, and uh, on to the next game. So the Bournemouth-Tottenham game finished 3-2 to Spurs and the star man went to Kiefer Moore in this game with 18 points. Um, he's an absolute monster, 6 foot 5 um, and he really was dominating Spurs in that first half. He grabbed two goals and I think when I saw the lineups, I thought Spurs were going to struggle to be honest because they, they made quite a lot of changes I think in preparation for the Champions League game and they had uh, Eric Dyer, Perisic, Doherty and Bentancur all benched. Um, so yeah, I think they were all sort of saved for the Champions League, which is going to be a must-win. But they really didn't look good at the back. Um, they had Sessegnon and Emerson Royale as the fullback, which Sessegnon actually went to go and get the first goal back for them. So that was quite a good one. And Hoiberg got the assist for that. But actually, I think the main um, sort of turning point of the game was when they made, Spurs made the subs and started bringing on some of the regulars. And actually Perisic come on and he got another assist for the Davies goal. And that was his sixth assist of the season. So he's turning out a really good asset to have. Um, it's just a shame that he's a midfielder, to be fair. But he's yeah, a bit of a dead asset in this game. But for Spurs, he's been really good. Back-to-back um, -back goals for Bentenker. He got the 90, uh, 92nd minute winner. Um, just so jammy. I mean, I, I, thought, I thought they were going to at least just uh, finish up with a point. But they've done it again, and VAR didn't step in for this one, so they ended up with the win. Uh, but quite disappointing, I've got Harry Kane, and that's back-to-back -back blanks for him now. Um, and he picked up a yellow card too, so he's one yellow from uh, being suspended. So that that's going to be quite worrying. Um, seems to be throwing himself about a bit, getting the yellow cards. So you don't want to have to transfer him out or sit with him not playing a Premier League game will be quite disappointing. So something to keep an eye on there. But... Um, yeah, another thing that is quite worrying for me, and I'm, I'm gonna get it, gonna get him out of my team, but Hugo Lloris um, is just not doing it in goal. And Spurs, their last clean sheet was five games ago, so really they've gone from being like one of the most defensively solid teams to in October just being awful. So I don't know if I cursed them by putting Lloris in, but it hasn't been so solid for uh, for Tottenham so far in October. So yeah, I. I probably will be moving away from the Spurs assets in defence. Then on to the uh, Brighton-Chelsea game, uh, which saw Potter playing against his old team. And he actually picked a pretty settled side. Um, I think there was only two changes from the Champions League place, uh, Champions League side that he put out. And that was a Bamiang and Jorginho out for Mason Mount and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Um, so not much rotation for him. Um, he's been making quite a lot of changes each game, but he kept it fairly similar. So the same back line, and he had the, the same wing backs as well. So it was uh, Pulisic, 
and Sterling. So we thought he did like how that went in the last game and he went for it again, but God did it backfire. So um, Trossard scored after five minutes and that was his seventh goal of the season and he's had two assists as well. So he's looking really good. Um, and then it was followed by sort of two own goals as well from Ch from Chelsea. So it was Loftus-Cheek with an own goal at 14 minutes and then Chalaba with an own goal. Um, and I was quite disappointed really because uh, yeah, Chalaba had been, I think, really good so far but couldn't really have been helped. I, I didn't think they were terrible own goals but yeah, to, to concede two own goals in the same game was disappointing. Um, but yeah, 4-1 was... Uh, Massive result, really. Um, so two own goals from Chelsea. Um, Havertz got the other goal, um, and that was a cross from um, Conor Gallagher, actually. And I think he's been quite good lately. He uh, he came away f at this game with a uh, with five points, so that was a rating and the assist. And Havertz got eight points for the goal and the rating. Um, but other than that, there wasn't much around for Chelsea. I think they were the only two that got any points. Um, so not good at all and also bad news if you've got Kepa um, he went off injured at half time so we could see the return of Mendy um, so yeah Kepa as a budget keeper might be over we'd have to wait and see how serious that one was um, Thiago Silva um, he got a 7 rating actually but he didn't get any points because of the minus points for conceding so many goals um, I think he probably got the rating because he did actually make two goal line clearances so Apart from conceding four part, um, he did play okay. Um, but yeah, overall, it's really disappointing for Chelsea. Sterling's form is really worrying at the minute. I can't blame him entirely because I just don't think he's sort of adjusting to this sort of wing-back role, um, especially when it comes to dream team point scoring as well. Um, in the last game, Potter was saying that he, he, was, he thought the wing-backs actually gave more opportunities to some of the other players to do well. Um, Havertz being one of them but in terms of dream team points in the last one two three four five six games um, Sterling's come away with minus two points he scored minus one minus one and then he scored um, what, four lots of zero so yeah really really quite bad overall um, it was back in game week eight that he got his last uh, I think it was last assist, so he's really not delivering any goals or assists from this new position. Um, and like I said in the last one, I'm a bit worried about his form going into the World Cup as well because he's a vital player for England. But yeah, hopefully he can pick that one up soon. And it, he must notice that it's not working ideally for him. He's gone down to 4.4 million now as well. So if he does start playing more advanced, you could pick him up at a bargain. But for me, it's a massive avoid at the moment, Raheem Sterling. We'll go on to Newcastle Villa next. Um, so Newcastle on absolute fire at the minute. So 4-0 and Villa sort of must have returned to their uh, old selves. The last week was just a blip um, and they're back to being rubbish again. Um, star man was Wilson. So he finished with a massive 20 points. And that was uh, two goals and an assist in this game. So he's done really well. Um, I think one of those was a penalty. Uh, and that was won by Almoron actually. So Almoron had a shot and it hit Ashley Young's arm. Um, so yeah, Wilson, uh, Wilson put away the penalty there. Uh, but Almoron did go on to get his seventh goal of the season. And it was a ridiculous finish as well. He uh, he just, any time, he was reminding me of how Salah used to play. 
it's just any every time he cuts in, he just looks to bend it straight in that corner uh, with his left foot, and he's just on fire at the moment. Um, what a player, and I, I'm enjoying him much more now. I've brought him into my team, so yeah, I don't think he can dislike Almond. To be fair, I feel quite happy for him. Um, another one was uh, Kieran Trippier, though we mentioned him in. A well, pretty much every week, and the reason why is because I, I put down here, he got an assist in this game, but actually there's been three games all season that Kieran Trippier hasn't got a 7 rating, and those three games where he didn't get a 7, it was a 6.9 and two 6.7s. So he's just so, so near getting 7 every game, and who scored absolutely love him. Um, in the previous video, um, sorry, two two episodes ago, we sort of broke down what he does that who scored likes so you can always check that one out but he's doing really well and uh, I'll be looking to get him in straight away on my next round of transfers the only other thing to mention really in this game um, which was uh, a bit scary actually you had Martinez um, he went down with a head injury at some point and they gave him the check over and he looked looked okay to carry on but then he went down again with a uh, with the head injury as well so I imagine he might end up missing the game if it's just con concussion he might be all right but they always seem to be quite careful with the head injuries now so yeah it wasn't great to see that the only other player that grabbed a goal in this one you had the two goals from Wilson and his assist you had the Almiron goal and you had a goal from Joe Linton as well so four goals for Newcastle and they're absolutely flying at the moment then we'll go to the Liverpool Leeds game which was a big surprise um, I ended up watching this one at the pub actually and uh, yeah everyone around had a quite quite a good laugh one of my football mates spoke to Liverpool and he was getting a lot of stick um, at the pub for this one so um, Rodrigo got an early goal and that was a dodgy back pass from Gomez um, he was getting absolutely battered for it though and I did think also it was partly Allison's fault as well I mean he couldn't help it but he sort of slipped as Gomez made the pass, and I don't. I think if he didn't slip over, the pass might have been okay. But um, I don't think Gomez was fully aware that Rodrigo was that close, and Rodrigo just nipped in and slotted that one home. Um, so it was a really bad start, and Liverpool just have a habit of conceding early goals this season. So that was quite disappointing for them. Um, I did think Salah looked okay, and he got a goal after 14 minutes, and Robertson got the assist for that. For that one and I think Robertson's looked quite good recently um, I'd definitely look to get him in over Trent personally if I am going to bring in a Liverpool defender but yeah I don't I still don't think I'm ready to make that <laughs> to make that move the way they're playing at the moment but yeah he got a uh, he got assist uh, Robertson and that's back-to-back assists for him now um, Trent got a rating and Robertson got a rating in defence but for the rest of the side, it was quite disappointing. You had Darwin Nunes missed quite a few big chances. Um, oh, I didn't mention that Rodrigo um, obviously started quite well um, earlier in the season, and that's his sixth goal. Uh, Bamford got an assist, and Somerville got the other goal for Leeds. But yeah, just um, overall, I, I couldn't even tell you what's happening with Liverpool at the moment. Um, I just don't think they've got the same fear factor now, and Leeds just got straight at them from the from the go to be fair and uh yeah they just seem to have lost that invincibility um just like how when teams play man city they sort of turn up and they seem beat before the game even starts but you kind of just don't have that with liverpool at the minute and when they were at their peak um i think they were like that but teams just 
go there and they think they can get something now, which is, uh, well, not not so much at Anfield, but because they've been really, really quite good at Anfield, but definitely away from home. But yeah, Leeds turned up and really did give them a game. But Meslier was the uh, the standout player in that game. So he got the Star Man Award. Um, I was watching uh, Match of the Day and they said that he got the, in that game, he got the joint most saves in a Premier League game this season. So he had a really good performance overall. Uh, the last note that I put in this game, though, is that Salah, despite how we've uh, been thinking that he's had a slow start and he's not been as good as usual, but he's now up to the third highest point score in Dream Team. He's only five points behind Cancelo in second. Um, and obviously in first, we've got Haaland, who's miles ahead. But yeah, he's not far off from being the second highest. So that pretty much would would make sense of Haaland being the most expensive and Salah's but just behind, I think. So, yeah, Salah's caught up quite quite a bit, and he's uh, he's getting on the points now. Right, then we'll move on to my team, Arsenal. So, good good Sunday for me. Um, it always feels better when your team wins, and it was a five nil win against Nottingham Forest. So, yeah, we showed Liverpool how it's done playing against Nottingham Forest. Five goals, and Martinelli got started so early on. Um, five minutes into the game, he got a goal. And that's quite good because he was on a, starting to get on a bit of a drought. Um, and I was saying that I, I thought he'd looked a bit tired the last few games. But he certainly started really well in this one. And the goal was really good. Um, Saka got an assist early on as well. But disappointingly, I think I've cursed him. I bought, um, I bought Bukayo Saka in, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. And he went off, um, I think it was around the 20 or 30th minute with an ankle injury. So yeah, that's going to be a bit concerning, both in terms of the World Cup and for in for Arsenal as well. So yeah, disappointing there. We'll have to wait and see how long he's out for. Um, and that right wing position's always uh, been a bit of a worry because behind Sacco, it didn't really feel like we had anyone else. Um, the options were kind of I was thinking, oh, who's going to come on? Uh, it could be Marquinhos, or it could be Fabio Vieira, but we actually turned to um, Reese Nelson. Um, who's obviously been at Arsenal a long time, but never really kicked on. But God, uh, he uh, he came on and grabbed two goals and got an assist in this game. Finished up for 8.7 rating. So he had an absolute blinder when he, when he came on. Um, so yeah, really good to see Nelson getting in the goals. Um, but Gabriel Jesus, actually, um, he got the star man. So take some doing to beat 8.7, but Gabriel Jesus finished on a 9.1 rating. Uh, and that was for two assists. Um, yeah, it's a strange one with, with Gabriel Jesus because he just offers so much more than just goals. Um, we had Lacazette last season and we were sort of defending Lacazette's lack of goals because he was giving so much to the team. But you don't realise how good Jesus is when you compare the two. We've come on so far from last season because Gabriel Jesus is just chipping in with assists, goals. And although he missed quite a good few opportunities in this game um, the stuff he was doing off the ball was incredible um, and he's now up to seven assists in total um, and I've put here actually he's seven games without a goal but I just don't think people are going to care he's going to get a bit of stick but Arsenal fans are not going to care as long as we're still winning games and he's chipping in with any sort of goal contributions um, I don't think we've got anything to worry about at the moment and I've put in my notes here so Gabriel Jesus now is three points off Harry Kane's total for the season. 
and he's significantly cheaper as well. So that gives you something to think about. Um, Kane's a little bit further behind Haaland and Salah now, so it might be Haaland, Salah and Jesus if you can afford it. So we mentioned that Nelson got the two goals, Martinelli got the one. Then you had a goal from Erdegaard, who's fairly popular in the game, and Thomas Partey as well with absolute uh, screamer. It was actually really similar to the Spurs goal earlier in the season, but yeah, really good goal there. Um, and then back just onto the defence, um, all of the starting defenders got an eight rate. Uh, sorry, got eight points apart from Gabriel, who just got the five for the clean sheet. But you had um, Tommy Asu, Saliba, and Ben White all got the seven rating and got an eight pointer. So I'm going to move on to the Man United versus West Ham game, and the star man went to Dallow in this one, and he's been really good. Um, he's got what 13 points in this game. But he also got 13 points in midweek against Sheriff. And he's really doing well overall. Um, by far the best Man, U Man United defensive asset. But actually one of the best in the game now in terms of price and points. So yeah, really good from Dallow. Um, I haven't got him in my teams, but I've seen quite a few people that have got him. And he really is delivering. So someone who I'm going to want going forward. Um, other news though, Ronaldo was back in the starting lineup. Uh, but he only managed a 6.9 rating, so nothing from him. But Rashford, actually, he's on fire. He's found his form again and scored another header. So he got one in midweek, and he got a header in this game as well from a really good Ericsson assist, and he's been such a good sign-in for them. Um, plays a bit deeper, but, yeah, he's really finding his form too. Um, so, yeah, assist for Ericsson and goal for Rashford. Rashford got a rating. Bruno Fernandes chipped in with another, with another two-pointer, but... Again, he's someone we keep saying he's just been a bit disappointing this year. Unless he's adding goals or assists, he's just not worth it in my eyes. Um, so five points for Ericsson, three points for Casemiro, and in the back line, quite a lot of points. De Gea had a really good game and made some really big saves, actually. So yeah, he was, he was quite a good one. He got 7.3 and 8 points. Um, and actually, Slabed was uh, old Maguire. He was back in the starting lineup and... I saw quite a few people. It's like everyone wants him to foul now, um, which is quite, quite funny because we're all going to be singing for him at the World Cup when he uh, somehow manages to start. But he actually seemed like he had quite a good game. He finished on 7.7 .7 rating and got eight points. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, Luke Shaw as well. So he got eight points and a 7.2 rating. So overall, a good game for Manchester United. Unfortunately, no, not many points to go around the West Ham side. It was only um, Ben Rama that finished with points. He got uh, he got three points and a 7.2 rating, but nothing for any of the attackers. And Skamaka actually got another booking in this game. And I'm going to try and go over these last few teams a bit more quickly just because um, the teams that we're going to mention, they haven't got much ownership in the way of players. So we'll start with Brentford versus Wolves, and that was 1-1. Um, ben Mee got the Starman Award, and I actually noticed that um, somehow he's now sitting above Skamaka, Erdegaard, Xhaka and Kepa for points. So he's doing quite well, surprisingly. Uh, I think he's got a couple of goals, and he got a goal in this one, um, which was like a half bicycle kick, which was quite uh, quite funny to see. Not someone you expect to be putting that off. Um, but it was short-lived, and Ruben Neves got a goal quite soon after that. So, um, yeah, he got... Ruben Neves got um, seven points. Ben Mee got 13. And the only other things to note, really, was Semedo got an assist. Obviously, he was quite a good asset um, last year, with Wolves being quite 
defensively sound, but they've just been useless at the back this year. Um, and an assist for my for my guy in Buemo. Uh, got him in my team, and he got four points and a seven point one rating. He did get a booking, which was a bit disappointing. But um, last couple of talking points, Ivan Tony picked up his uh, fifth yellow card, so I think he's going to miss the next game. Um, and then onto that nutcase Diego Costa. Um, I was actually wondering, would he get a red card or a goal first? And it was a red card. So he, um, I'm not sure he, who he was having a bit of a scuffle with right at the end. But just headbutted someone. Uh, <laughs> he's an absolute nutter. Um, so yeah, he's going he's gonna to be missing for the next few games. And uh, it's not what Wolves need because they're really struggling for a striker at the moment. So but it's just what they, they, knew who they, they knew who they were signing. So... Uh, they only got themselves to blame signing him. Crystal Palace versus Southampton was uh, 1-0 to Palace in the end. Um, Edward got the goal in this one. I think he got one disallowed as well. Um, so he got a 7 rating and a goal in this game. Uh, he had Eze and Elise they got um, ratings also. Um, Ty- I think it's Tyrese Mitchell got the um, assist for the Edward goal. And... but. Zaha blanked in this one, only a 6.8 rating for him, and he picked up a card too. But not much, not much from Southampton though. Um, and they're just, I find them such a disappointing side to watch. Just, they obviously managed to get a draw against Arsenal the other day, but they're just not really offering very much at all. And I think I mentioned previously, they just don't have any sort of players who you'd even want to have in your dream team at the minute. Will Prowse used to be someone you might consider, is more in FPL, um, but he's not really doing anything this year either so quite worrying for them on to Fulham versus Everton um, and it was another keeper getting star man so Jordan Pickford in goal he got an 8.5 rating and 13 points obviously had greater in the uh, last game as well getting star man so quite a lot of keepers performing this weekend again um, Jordan Pickford though I think he's, he has to be England's number one uh, no might be a bit biased and I'd like Ramsdale to be number one, ideally, but I do think Pickford's just been so good this season, and Everton's defence has been looking quite solid too. So, yeah, I think um, I think he deserves to get that starting spot definitely. So he got um, thirteen points. I've actually put down that he's the fifth best goalkeeper um, points wise now, and it's above De Gea and Lloris. So those budget options are still out there. Um, Mitrovic didn't get a goal um, I think he was lucky not to get a red card as well got a yellow card in this one but he did go studs up on someone and I think he got away with it to be honest um, the only other thing to note though um, Andreas Pereira got a rating um, and William as well for for uh, Fulham but overall not too much going on in this game uh, probably why I've saved it to last but obviously you got the clean sheet points all around right and then we'll just wrap things up I think with uh my team update and it's uh, pretty dire at the minute. I really am plummeting down those ranks. Um, 38 points for the game week. But my defence and my strikers let me down this week. So I've got Hugo Lloris in goal, minus one. And I mentioned before, they're just not keeping clean sheets, Spurs, at the minute. So the sooner I can get him out, the better. <sighs> Marseille, though, uh, midweek. Hopefully he can keep a clean sheet in that one. But yeah, it really isn't looking good for the Spurs assets at the moment. Um, and then I had Cucurella as well. Um, I did say I don't, I haven't been very impressed with him recently. And minus three from him, so not good. But they've got the uh, home tie against Zagreb in midweek. The only thing is, um, 
I think there's a potential that Chilwell might play if they do change the shape. So we'll wait and see what happens in that game. I think he probably will want to shake things up after the, the heavy loss. Um, I've got Saliba though. Um, he got eight points. And they've got Zurich in midweek. So I think there's about a 50-50 chance that he starts that one. We might even want to keep, um, maybe with Gabriel and uh, Gabriel and Saliba as the partnership, because I don't think Holding's been very convincing, to be honest. And this game is going to be a, a must-win for Arsenal. But I've got Gomez, and I keep mentioning him because he's just doing nothing for me at the minute. I didn't get on the pitch again. Uh, it's a really bad decision I made there. I think at the start of the month, it was a toss-up between him and Nakanji, and I got that one completely wrong. Um, so no points from Gomez. Dead rubber though against Sevilla. Um, hopefully he can get some minutes or start that game. Um, but I don't think City are going to be at full strength. So whether or not they can keep the clean sheet, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, Cancelo got me five points. Again, surprised it wasn't more really. He normally does deliver the plus sevens, but I'll take the five from him. Kevin De Bruyne though. I'll move on to my midfield. Um, and this was the... At least the high point of my weekend was uh, the Kevin De Bruyne star man. I had Saka though, which disappointed. I've got no transfers left and he's ended up getting five points and an assist. Um, but now I'm stuck with another injured player. So I've actually got, potentially I've got Gomez who's uh, not playing. I've got Saka who's probably going to miss the next game. And I've got Haaland who's injured as well. So not looking good for me at the minute. Um, but Mbuemo got an assist and four points in total. Almiron's on fire, so I'm happy with him. He got me an eight. Uh, but a minus one from Harry Kane and two blanks back-to-back, uh, -back, so not good at all. Hopefully he can get something in this Marseille game. And like I said, Haaland, I'm stuck with him now as well. So 38 points so far for the game week. And that puts me on 712 um, total points for this mini-league side. So yeah, not not looking good at all um so yeah overall rank for this side is uh down to 65k which is really quite disappointing i was at uh 46k last week so that's a really big drop um really disappointing but when i look at it yeah i haven't got gabriel jesus who's really highly owned he got starman and had a really good performance i haven't got Salah. Um, again, so he's a really popular player, so I would have lost the points there. Um, and quite a few people have either got, a, I think, a, at least an Arsenal double up or a Man City double up. I did plan to have an, uh, a Man City double up, but obviously I chose Gomez and got it wrong there. And most of the transfers I've, I've made this, uh, this month have worked out badly for me, to be honest. My first one was Cancelo um, in for Salah. Um, which I wasn't too disappointed with that one. Um, I made that one just before Cancelo, I think, scored a 25-pointer. I can't remember who he was playing against, but he got a real big haul, um, and I was quite pleased with it. But then the following week was when Salah got the hat-trick against Rangers, so that was, that was a kick in the teeth. But most of the other transfers I've, I've made have been injury-enforced. So I had Fafana, who I had to take out because he was injured, so I brought in Cucurella, um, Emerson Royale, I brought in the month before, he got sent off, so I had to bring in Gomez. Um, Gundogan, I didn't have to remove him, but he was, he'd was he been really poor recently and he kept going down in price. So I got Saka in for Gundogan, but Saka's got injured. 
and I brought in Paqueta at the start of the month who I had to take out for Almiron because Paqueta got injured but that Paqueta to Almiron transfer has probably been my most successful one out of all of them so far but yeah really bad showing for me in October um, all my plans that I had made previously I'd end up just changing them because I had to just replace injured players or players that were suspended but hopefully I have a bit more luck in uh, November when we get the new transfers and once that World Cup wildcard comes as well I can start to plan this team a bit better and hopefully I can gain gain a few more places in the ranks. Right, I'm going to leave it there for this episode. Thank you very much for watching. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please do uh, drop us a like and subscribe to the channel for some more Dream Team content. And if you're listening on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. Uh, I'll be coming back on Friday to do a little recap on the uh, midweek European fixtures that have taken place and then just uh, give you any team updates after that. So thanks for watching and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.